Welcome back, guys, to the Full Crippled Sports Show. Thank you guys so much for being here. Thank you guys for tuning in. Hope you guys are doing well. So this is being recorded at 8 uh, CST. So hopefully you guys, again, hopefully you guys are doing well. And um, make sure to go ahead and rate the podcast on both Google and Apple Podcasts. And you can rate it and stream it on couple of different platforms so you can rate you can I don't know about the rating system but I know you can stream I know you can play the pod through anchor through this platform through Spotify through again Google and Apple podcasts um sounder FM I think a couple of the ones like that but then also just make sure to let me know how well today's episode did, if you guys enjoyed it, if you guys didn't, what you guys want to see more of, what you guys want to see less of, that kind of thing. And also, um, what was I going to say just now? There was something else I was going to say too, about something. I was going to say, um, oh yeah, make sure to go to anchor.fm slash Full Court Blitz again, anchor.fm slash full court blitz. Make sure to hit that follow button. Now that we're getting into, you know, the heart of like not even the middle of the offseason, towards the end of the offseason. But now that we're getting into training camp and all this other good stuff, we're gonna be getting a lot of news. So if you guys want to stay up to date on those, and if you guys want to you know know what's happening right when it happens, make sure to hit the follow button. So that way you never miss an upload every other couple days. And so that way you can, you know, stay notified either with your team or just with the league in general. Because I know that if I don't hear about a lot of things and it's already been like a week past, I'll be like, wait, so much, you know, there's a lot of things I need to catch up on. Like I'm so lost in the sports world. So, and it's easy to do if you don't look at it every day or every consistently at least. Um, so yeah, it's easy to stay on top of. I swear there was something else I was going to say too, though, and I'm trying to remember what that was, but I also don't want to make this intro any more longer, because it's already been two minutes. Uh, shit. If I remember it for the outro, I will make sure to do it then. But anyway, let's get into this episode, and yeah, let's, let's, let's get into it. So first thing here is, now this one, this one is interesting. So Gardner Minshew saying that he is, that, or excuse me, saying that he is, quote, that he, that, that quote, number two is not an option, end quote. Now, I like that enthusiasm. I really do. But I... Uh, let's just get into the article first, and I'll give my two cents on it. So that way it makes more sense. So, Gardner Minshew saying that he has no, you know, no. If there's nothing in his vocabulary vocabulary about being a number two option for the Jacksonville Jaguars. He's gonna, he, you know, he's really, really focused on outworking their number one overall draft pick. Trevor Lawrence on becoming that, you know, QB1 for the Jags. And 
Gardner Minshew obviously knows he's in the backseat of this, and he knows that he's not the one that they're uh, that they're eyeing, and he's really trying to, you know, show them that he's their quarterback, and you know, get them to make the decision to make him the, the quarterback, and so it's tough, man. Gardner Minshew was on the Greenlight podcast, and this is what he had to say about it. Quote, I'll say this, man. In preparation for the competition, I haven't taken a shit in weeks because number two isn't an option for me. End quote. Now, I don't think this is actually true. I think it is just a really good metaphor. Um, it was just a really, really good kind of way to explain it. Kind of like explaining, like, he doesn't want to be shown as, like, he doesn't, I'm trying to figure out the best way to explain this. Saying that he hasn't taken a shit in two weeks, obviously that wouldn't be good or it wouldn't, they don't think that would happen. But anyway, yeah, like, I don't think he actually, like, is doing that, but, like, it's just explaining that, like, him not taking a shit in two weeks is basically explaining that he doesn't want to be, like, that he wants to kick out the number two option from his mind. Like, he doesn't want to be taking them because he doesn't want to be, like, Oh, I keep getting stuck. He, like, he doesn't want to. He doesn't want it in his mind that he could potentially be number like that. He has a possibility of being number two. Like he wants to kick out the number two option out of his mind, and he wants to only focus on number one, so he's not taking shits. Basically, and I, it, you guys can. I don't think I'm explaining it the best, but like you guys can kind of connect the dots there. I think. But yeah, so, and the, the, yeah, and this is exactly what I was about to get into. Clemson, Clemson product, aka Trevor Lawrence out of the, you know, number one pick for the Jags, the aforementioned number one pick, prognosticated as the Jags' number one quarterback last year while he was still in college. Yeah, I mean, obviously, like, and that's the tough part about this. It was last season still. He was still in college. They didn't even play the, they didn't even play the the college, you know, national play, you know, the national championship game yet, and he was already basically being looked at as the Jags quarterback. And then you get news like this that Gardner Minshew, look, man. I, okay, there's something else that Gardner Minshew said here. Quote, I know the work I put in, I trust that I am ready to I, I am ready as I can be. So I mean it doesn't matter outside of that, you know, I'm fired up because I like how I play right now. End quote. And and I don't think it's I I, I don't think it's Gardner Minshew at all. I, I don't think it's him necessarily. I think it's the fact that just the way that Trevor Lawrence has been getting viewed ever since coming into the league, like ever since last season when he was still in college versus now that he's actually in the league, like has a contract and everything. 
it all just proves that he's going to be quarterback one. Like, and I understand that the Jags aren't in a situation, and don't get me wrong, there's there's situations where teams need to start their quarterback that they just drafted versus a different quarterback to give the other quarterback time. Because a lot of, you know, there's teams that are in win-now mode. And I'm sure the Jigs are trying to get to that because they haven't been successful since 2017 when they got to the NFC, when they got to the AFC Championship game against the against the Patriots. They haven't been successful since. I understand that there's tension to try and get there. I don't think they're in a situation though where they need to be in win now mode right now. I know that they're entering a different era coming into the, you know, coming in with the Trevor Lawrence pick. And, but I don't think they're in a situation where they need to be in win now mode right now. Um, I think that, but see, here's the thing Gardner Minshew is no veteran. So it's like I could also see them being able to get away with playing Gardner Minshew. But they, but see, that's the thing too. If you're gonna be in that situation, you have to. I feel like you have to have a veteran quarterback and the quarterback you just drafted. Like I feel like the only way that actually works is you need to have a veteran. Gardner Minshew isn't a veteran, and so that's when I feel like it's okay to play Gardner. When it's okay to play someone like Trevor Lawrence, then because he's not a veteran. Yeah, he could still probably learn from him because he's been in the league longer still. Yeah, you know what? I, Trevor Lawrence is going to be this. I think even if I were to word it any differently and make a case for Gardner Minshew, it's still going to be Trevor Lawrence at the end of the day. Let's just be real about it. He, he's It's been pointing to him this whole time. He's not going to be – Then he, Trevor Lawrence isn't going to be number two. He's not going QB two. He's going QB one, thousand percent. But anyway, now this is what everyone's been waiting for. The Aaron Rodgers, um, the decision that Aaron Rodgers said that he had to make. He finally made that decision. He is believed to come back to Green Bay. That's what he told a lot of close people to him. And um, here's an article about, you know, him getting close to an agreement on a reworked deal that would at least bring him back for the 21 season. Again, it is a reworked deal, and they are close to an agreement. It is not official yet, but this is what but this is what is believe, strongly to believe to have hap- to to happen. So it's already in the final stages of a reworked deal to bring Aaron Rodgers back to Green Bay for at least the 21 season. Now the deal is now this is being reported by Eurap Report on Monday per a source. Rodgers had been seeking significant say in his future in the new contract, and according to Rap Report, he will be having a voice in the matter in 22 and 2023. Green Bay is slated to report to training camp on Tuesday, so today, and... Yesterday sort of kind of acted as a deadline for Aaron Rodgers, if you want to put it like that, because, you know, to kind of, you know, to kind of put aside differences and sort out an agreement and everything like that. It's essentially a deadline because you cannot report to training camp 
when nothing is official, obviously. So it's essentially like a deadline. And so, yeah, earlier yesterday, if you guys don't really understand the whole timeline, earlier on Monday, so probably closer to the morning yesterday, he indicated to people close to him, and I put this on the podcast. Um, but yeah, so I put this in the pod, though. But so earlier on Monday, Rogers indicated, reportedly indicated to people close to him that he intended to play for Green Bay this season. Ian Rappaport reported that there was a, obviously months of speculation about you know him being unhappy and that he was going to leave. Or is he going to stay? Or is he going to retire? And all that was just floating around for months. And uh, he did not report to mandatory minicamp for the three days, which he easily could have got fined for. But Green Bay said they weren't going to do that because they wanted Aaron Rodgers to come back, and that would have pissed them off even more. And he was like, he probably wouldn't return then. Uh, they didn't want to piss him off any more than they than they he was already was. Obviously, they knew he was, and they didn't want to piss him off anymore. So they didn't find him for any of that, and they just looked right past it. Um, and I'm not denying that they don't want him. I just think they definitely, definitely screwed up. But so the news dropped during the Packers annual shareholders meeting at which General Manager Brian Gutekunst and President Mark Murphy expressed optimism that an agreement could be reached with the reigning MVP and Aaron Rodgers, and then that trade was off the table. And this is what Gutekunst had to say by saying, quote, we have been working tirelessly with Aaron and his representatives to resolve the issues he raised this offseason. To resolve the issues he raised this offseason and remain hopeful for a positive result. We have been working tirelessly with Aaron and his representatives to resolve the issues he raised. End quote. They're saying that he raised the issues? Wait. And this is what Murphy had to say, though. Quote, we want him back. We're committed to him for 21 and beyond. We're looking forward to winning another Super Bowl with him. End quote. I don't like the way Gutekunst said that, though. Working with his representatives to resolve the issues he raised. No, they're the ones that raised the issues. Rogers was the one that made it public. Rogers made it public. You guys made it. You guys set the foundation. Rogers just put it in public. I don't like the way he worded that. I don't like the way Brian Gutekunst worded that. I don't like that. But yeah, so let me know what you guys think about all of this. Um, it, the article keeps going, but it's honestly just kind of giving a debt. Um, it's honestly just kind of giving the timeline of everything that happened. And you guys already, I'm sure you guys already, you guys know a ton about that by now. Let me know what you guys think about Aaron Rodgers. Is he returning? For 20, you know, after 2021, and it's only going to at least keep them for 21 at least. Um, that's at least guaranteed. But yeah, let me know. And then the next thing here is so longtime cheerleader 
and Patriots director Tracy Stormenti, who you know earlier this earlier this year passed away. She will be the first woman inducted into the Patriots Hall of Fame. And I don't think we talk about women enough, so I decided, you know, let's talk about this, you know. And also to pay respect because she passed away. So longtime Patriots cheerleader and director for also New England, Tracy Sormenty, has been selected for the posthumous induction into the team's Hall of Fame as a, as a contributor. Team owner Robert Kraft announced on Monday. Tracy was the first woman to garner induction in the Patriots Hall of Fame. So also just be the third contributor joining Patriots founder Billy Sullivan, 2009, and radio broadcaster Gil Santos, 2013, selected by the Kraft family for enshrinement. So she passed away December 4th of 2020 after a lengthy battle with multiple myeloma. Was the Patriots for was with the Patriots for 32 seasons. Robert Kraft said in a statement, quote, Tracy Sormenty was one of my first hires after I bought the team, and for the past 27 seasons, she was one of our greatest ambassadors. No one was more passionate about the Patriots and committed to using our brand to connect with fans than Tracy. She loved preparing, for her, she loved preparing her teams for their performances, both on and off the field, and did so with great compassion and conviction. Her countless contributions spanning... The past three decades have entertained and positively impacted the lives of so many in our communities. It is an honor to select Tracy as a Patriots Hall of Famer and to know that her legacy will be preserved for generations to come. End quote. So that's really cool to see. And um, yeah, so there will also be... Kraft announced Monday that the team's Hall of Fame induction ceremony for defensive lineman Richard Seymour would also be held on Saturday, October 23rd, near the Patriots Hall of Fame. Seymour was initially due for induction in 2020, but the ceremony was canceled due to COVID-19. So obviously they're going to keep him in that, you know, keeping him that promise of, you know, him getting in. So that's really cool to see that. Sormenty, though, that Tracy will be the first. I hope she may rest in peace. And um, it's just close to see she's the first woman. That's really cool. And don't they get, like, jackets or something? Yeah, I'm pretty sure her family will probably just get that then. They'll just give it to her family. Anyway, next thing here is the Washington football team. Washington football team has agreed to terms with defensive lineman Jonathan Allen on a four-year, $72 million deal. Jonathan Allen took to Twitter and said Washington for life after the deal. So Jonathan Allen fitting in as one of the better defensive tackles in the NFL. Now he's getting paid like one. As he as he and Washington football team are finalizing a four-year, $72 million extension, and Ian Rappaport is there to report on it via Allen's agency. The deal is including a $30 million signing bonus and runs through 2025. Washington drafted um, Allen in the first round four years ago to be a defensive building block. It's been a gradual process, but has led to what it is now, tallying 14 sacks between 2018 and 19 and evolving into a stout run defender last year, an elite 
you know, an elite big man, those are really hard to find nowadays. An elite kind of fast-paced big man like that is really tough to find, and being so versatile is tough. But, yeah, so Allen's improvement on the field is also, you know, is definitely kind of, you know, it's 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 wiping off on you know other players on that team as you know also with defensive rookie of the year Trace Young it's kind of providing them some you know some veteran guidance and it's 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 cool to see guys like Trace Young get exposed to stuff like that and to be able to play well themselves because of it. And I think that stuff kind of stuff is really cool to see. Um, just players, you know, working together and being in each other's presence just helps. The next thing here now, this is interesting. Colts head coach Frank Reich has tested positive for COVID-19, is quarantining ahead of training camp, and was fully vaccinated, but says that he was asymptomatic and, um, the, you know, he's looking forward to coming back to the team, disappointed that he's going to miss the start of training camp, but he's happy to be fully vaccinated and is doing better. So, yeah, currently quarantining away from the team facility, the club announced Monday. This is what he had to say, quote, I'm excited for training camp. However, I'm disappointed. I won't be there with the team as, as we start. I'm fortunate to be fully vaccinated and I'm asymptomatic. I'm feeling well, and I'm looking forward to returning as soon as I'm medically cleared. And well, that's it, you know. You may have it, but as long as you're doing well and you're, you know, you're basically writing it out with ease, that's all that really matters. And, yeah, so, but with per the NFL's COVID protocols, a fully vaccinated and asymptomatic individual like Wright can return to duty after two negative tests at least 24 hours apart. So it's a lot faster of a process. He doesn't have to sit out the 14 will thereafter be tested every two weeks as or as directed by the medical staffs. Colts veterans are slated to report to camp on Tuesday. Indy's first practice is scheduled for Wednesday. But, yeah, so veterans are reporting today. Excuse me. But the next thing here is Saints or, you know, I put this on my – oh, yeah. So if you guys want to – I I put this news on my – my uh you know instagram page for the nfl if you guys want to follow that i always put it down in the description but in case you guys don't see that or you know ever really look at it which i don't blame you because i don't ever really read people's description boxes anyway it's just kind of a spot for me to put you know the articles and stuff and whatnot and other you know other random news but um it is the full court blitz underscore show again is the full court blitz underscore show on Instagram. I put the news of Chris Hogan on there. The Saints are signing him, you know, out of the lacrosse premier lacrosse league after the Michael Thomas move, putting him on the PUP list and him getting injured. They don't want to take the risk. It sounds like it's going to be a little bit more extensive than if they're signing top, if they're signing Hogan. A little bit unfortunate. But, yeah, so Michael Thomas, again, I reported that on this already, but we'll miss the start of the upcoming season now that we're getting closer to training camp and getting a good idea of, 
you know, his timetable. But he's on the physically unable to perform list and per the transaction wire. Underwent surgery in June to repair ligaments on his ankle, and with it comes recovery timetable of roughly four months. Ian Rappaport reported that on Friday. But so, coming off a sensational and great 2019 campaign, which he tallied an NFL record 149 receptions for an NFL best 1,725 yards receiving, played in just seven games in 2020 due to injuries and disciplinary issues, being placed on IR to end the regular season, Thomas came back to play in both of the Saints' playoff games, but tallied only a combined five catches for 73 yards. And yeah, so that means they're leaving. That means it kind of leads them to sign receiver Chris Hogan out of the Premier Lacrosse League. And the last team to play on was the New England Patriots, most recently of the New York Jets, and currently of the Premier Lacrosse League's Whip Snakes. I forgot he was with the Jets. My bad. Uh, Lacrosse Club NFL Networks Mike Garofolo reported Monday earlier in the day. Garofolo had reported Hogan was in town for a workout and now he's staying put in signing. So, yeah, it was a kind of like a, a low key type of workout and then they were impressed with him and chose to sign him. But yeah, so now 33 spent 2020 with the Jets racking up 14 receptions for 118 yards and just five games played. No NFL prospects heading into the summer. Hogan tried out for it and made the Cannons Lacrosse Club's roster in, in the PLL. Journeyman Whiteout was then traded to the Whip Snakes earlier this month. Hogan famously played lacrosse at Penn State before playing football at Monmouth. But yeah. Other news here that the league is tracking. Let me just kind of check. Okay. Colts general manager Chris Ballard, Chris Ballard, okay, said linebacker Darius Leonard underwent a small ankle procedure that will sideline him at the beginning of training camp. Also said running back Marlon Mack, defensive end Kamoko Ture, and wide receiver Paris Campbell are all 100% heading into camp. Linemen. Veteran interior lineman Daniel Kilgore announced his retirement Monday. Played 98 games, starting 60 for the Niners, Dolphins, and Chiefs. Logged nine special team snaps during Kansas City's postseason run last year. Um, Moving on here is, okay. You know what I think we're going to do? Or you know what? Hold up. So, okay. I have a 30-minute interval for each of these sessions, and I'm at 27 right now. I'm just going to quickly get this out of the way. The Houston Texans are now listening to trade offers for quarterback Deshaun Watson, so it doesn't look like they're just trying to drop him after all of the allegations put against him. Now, of course, it hasn't been proven to be true yet, but it seems like the Texans are looking at it like it is. I don't know if this has anything to do with it or if they're just because of the trouble he's causing. I don't know. But so the Texans are now reportedly listening to trade offers and have been for some time after, you know, Deshaun put in his, you know, seeking a trade and hasn't even let go of that yet. And this is per Tom Pelosiro and Ian Rep report Monday morning. So it's to say the price is high for him, but will be, and as it should be, but again, they are listening to offers. And it'll likely stay at least three first round picks and more per Tom Pelosiro. 
When Watson reported to camp Sunday, he was respectful, but his demeanor reiterated he doesn't want to be he doesn't want to be in Houston, so it wasn't playing his full potential. Well, team step up, and this is the bigger question now: Will any team step up and try to make attempt to make a trade for Watson, knowing the circumstances around what they want in a trade? I don't know. But it's the last season with Houston. Watson threw for 4,823 yards, 33 touchdowns, and just seven picks. Will be select has been selected to the Pro Bowl three times in his four years. Anyway, guys, I'm gonna quickly take a break and uh when we get back, we'll close up the, we'll finish up the news and close up the episode. But yeah, so we'll be back. All right, guys, welcome back from the break. So we just got done talking about Houston listening to trade offers for Deshaun Watson. Um, And if you guys don't really understand what's going on with him and you guys just for whatever reason don't know, what had happened was is last March, March and April of 2020, Deshaun Watson was accused of multiple, multiple lawsuits. I think currently it's at 22 separate lawsuits for March and April recorded for sexual misconduct during massage sessions. Again, last year, the NFL did not place Deshaun on the exempt list and civil cases won't go to trial this year. If a team gets comfortable with that piece, it's a rare opportunity to acquire one of the NFL's best young quarterbacks. And yeah, so that's just kind of what's going on with him. And, um, yeah, let me know what teams you guys think you should fit on. Let me know what teams you think would be worth, you know, giving up those types of assets for him. Next thing here is, this is pretty interesting. Now, this is from a couple days ago already. This is from the 25th last day. Well, that's what I was going to say. Um. So, would you guys want to see... So, like, instead of doing it like this where I where I talk about things from the last time I recorded, the next time I go to record. So, like, this is from the 25th, but today's the 27th. Would you guys want to see me instead make bonus episodes on... So, like, let's say, obviously, I'm recording today. So, let's say tomorrow. Would you guys want to see me, like, try to go in tomorrow and record bonus episodes on things that didn't get to make it, you know, on topics that didn't get to make an episode because I was already recording and they came out later after the recording. So, like, would you guys want to see that? Let me know. Again, I always put my, you know, my social medias in the description box. So let me know if you guys would want to see that. Like, if you guys would want to see bonus episodes of topics and stuff like this that doesn't make it in an episode because it came out too late, like it came out after I recorded. Let me know if you guys want to see that. But the Vikings are signing former Jaguar receiver D.D. Westbrook. So Minnesota has agreed to a deal with the former Jags receiver agency announced Sunday. The teams have not been disclosed at this time, or the terms have not been disclosed at the time. It's just a deal. The team announced the move on Monday along with its signings. Without the signings of third-round picks, Chaz, Surratt, Wyatt, Davis, and Patrick Jones is uh, the second. Minnesota also waived six-round defensive tackle Jalen Twyman with a non-football injury designation. 
was shot four times in a June incident, but reportedly, but reported a training camp with Ricky on Sunday. Interim report reported Friday that the club planned to bring Westbrook in for a workout on Saturday. His signing indicates the Vikings liked what they saw from the 27-year-old Didi, who's still working his way back from a torn ACL suffered in Week 7 last year. And then the very last thing for today's episode is Sam Hubbard and the Bengals have agreed to a four-year, $40 million extension. Again, this is also from the 25th, so I could have talked about both of these things on like a bonus episode. Again, let me know if you guys want to see that. Or I could put something out on Twitter. I always put my Twitter handle down too. I'll, I can make I can make a call. Let, guys, check Twitter later. I'm going to put a poll out on Twitter if you guys would want to see that. You guys can vote on there if you guys would want to see that. Anyway, Sam Hubbard and the Bengals have agreed to a four-year, $40 million deal. In report reported Sunday, the moves come just days before the team is set to begin training camp, and Hubbard was set to enter a contracted year. Cincinnati announced the extension through 25 on Monday morning. Four-year veteran has played defensive end and linebacker for the Bengals, accruing 177 tackles and 16 and a half sacks. Be surrounded by a remade supporting cast in 21, as Cincinnati selected defensive lineman Joseph Osai, Cameron Sample, and Tyler Shelvin in the third round, third and fourth rounds of the 21 draft. Bengals are hoping for different results, too, after producing one of the league's weakest pass rushes, Carl Lawson, who led the team with five and a half last year, had five and a half sacks last year, signed with the Jets in the offseason. Hubbard registered a career low 2.0 while missing three games midway through 2020 with a elbow injury but anyway guys that is going to do it for today's episode of the four crippled sports show thank you guys for being here thank you guys for tuning into it as well i really hope you guys enjoyed it if you guys did make sure to rate the podcast on google and apple Podcasts, as well as just letting me know how well it did and if you guys also did enjoy it make sure to share it around you know give it a follow give it a like Again, go to anchor.fm slash blitz. Again, anchor.fm slash blitz. If you guys, you know, so if you guys want to, you know, stay up to date with the NFL's offseason and training camp news, you know, you'll never miss an upload if you hit the follow button. But anyway, guys, I will see you guys next time. And also make sure, really just make sure to let me know if you guys want to see those bonus episodes. I genuinely am curious. I'd love to make them free if you guys want to see them. Uh, But yeah, so I will see you guys next time and have a great day.